This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. With your host, Rob Snowett. Thanks for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is your host, Rob Snow White, the Fly Fishing Consultant. This is Series 2, Episode 21. It is brought to you by ProGuideDirect.com, and it is with Fletcher White, the CEO of ProGuideDirect.com. Fletcher and I are going to take you through the whole ideas of ProGuideDirect, bring it to fruition, and getting it up online and running. I met Fletcher almost three years ago at the Orvis Sandinona Guide Rendezvous, and basically he said, hey, it's a website where guides can pick the merchandise they want from brand names and sell it through their site and get commission. And I thought for myself, brilliant idea. So I've been with them ever since. Right now, there's a deal where you can get 15% off a lot of brand name gear, rods, reels, lines, Clothing, we're talking Orvis, Shimano, Howler Brothers, Costa Del Mar, um, Hardy, Allen Fly Fishing, Mystic Fly Fishing. Not everything has the discount, but everything over $100 gets free shipping right now. So avoid the malls. If you're one of my clients, you know you need a 9-foot, 5-weight fast-action rod or a 9-foot, 8-weight fast-action rod for around here in the D.C. metro area. Spend your money on the expensive sunglasses and buy the less expensive fly rods. 
So buy Costas for your sunglasses. Buy the Orvis Clear Waters for your rods. I hope you enjoy this. We're going to take you uh, about an hour and 20 minutes into the conversation. It is Thanksgiving week, so it is definitely time to start buying for loved ones and yourself for the holidays. So I thank you for downloading this. Here is the interview. Again, it's done via Skype, so the sound may be a bit dodgy, but it's the best we can do. Thanks for listening. All right, so we have Fletcher White with us, CEO and founder of ProGuide Direct, also known as ProGuideDirect.com. And the holiday season's coming up. They've got a lot of stuff on sale. There's a lot of good deals. There's some free shipping going on. So, Fletcher, let's uh, walk everyone through the whole story of how ProGuide Direct came along, and then we'll get to how the listeners can benefit from this podcast. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm psyched. Thanks for having me tonight. The uh, Wow, it's been a long road the last three years getting this thing up and going, but uh, I guess when I, when I think back, it, it really started years ago when I was guiding down in the Keys. A good buddy of mine and an old roommate, Tom Rowland, and I talked about starting a magazine, a catalog, actually, because we were so frustrated with, with brands putting out product, like a, a broad range of product, but they really only had one or two things within their product line that worked well. So, you know, after having a client paying, you know, hundreds of dollars a day for tarpon fishing and, and lose a fish because a reel would free spool or a rod would break or whatever, whatever it was. We, we talked about building this catalog and picking all the top products that the guides use in the keys, putting it in one catalog and doing a revenue share with them. And of course, when we started diving into the cost of print and then building an audience, we, we quickly abandoned the idea. But after, uh, after many years and being back in Jackson Hole and running an outfitter, I started a, a company called Worldcast Anglers years ago. The idea came to fruition with technology. And a, a couple of years ago in the market crash, uh, our, my current partner, Eric Spitzer, and I were talking about how we could do something more fun than selling either commercial real estate or even recreational properties up around Jackson Hole. And I said, you know, let's let's dive into this idea we, we came up with years ago. And sure enough, in interviewing e-com platforms and talking to some of the, the great clients I had the opportunity to fish with, we uh, we realized that this this could could really happen. Uh, we pulled in a, an original founder, Steve Mickgang, who was involved with Yahoo and actually one of the original guys who who invented uh, pay-per-click advertising to sort of vet this process out with us. And after building a pro forma and looking at startup cost, he said, "This is a good idea. So let's let's kick it off." We uh, we you know we we put a team together. We raised a, a chunk of money from from old clients and friends and everybody we could and built our original platform, which I can, I can happily say today was a total piece of crap, <laughs> but uh, it gave us a lot of insight into the, the guiding world and what, what a, what a um, influence they are over their customers and how much customers appreciate getting recommendations from professionals and site ProGuide Direct was born. And I guess I can dive into kind of why it, what it does. But the whole the whole concept behind it is there's this world of professionals out there in, in the outdoor industry, fishing, hunting, camping, hiking. Um, oh my God! I mean, you just let your your mind run wild. What you soon realize is that these guys they not only know the gear they're using, but they recommend it every day. And what I found and what they've found is that they never get paid for it. 
So we built an e-commerce platform where we've aggregated what we consider some of the top-end brands in fishing, both conventional and fly, hunting, all aspects of hunting, and the camp hike industry. And then we built what we call our gearless system, and it's, it's a very simple system, or at least we thought it was going to be a very simple system when we got into it. And it allows a guide, outfitter, lodge, adventure travel company, nonprofit, and we actually are now working with a number of media companies, come into the system, create a free account, and build a personalized shopping cart or uh, shopping experience for their clients that also helps promote the guide. And the idea was to just get out of the way of, of what guides are recommending every day. Simply starting, the guide creates a list of gear. They put their personal comments into it, and they, uh, they send it to a client in a confirmation email. And the results from what we've seen have been unbelievable. Clients are uh, much more likely to buy when a guide recommends their product, re- recommends product to them. They're a much happier client when they show up with the right stuff. And, of course, you know, all those pros out there that know everything about the gear, making 10 to 20% commissions is you can't beat it. So that's been the, the, the heart and soul of what we do. And, of course, we continue to modify it now. We, we now look at guides and, and try to help promote them, promote their businesses, get more trips. Because a lot of these guys just don't, they don't understand the world of the web and how to be self-marketers. So by right. building GearList and putting them out, through their social media channels, as well as now iframing their store, you know, their gearless on their sites. We, we are now driving traffic to them to book trips. So they become That's great awesome. SEO generators. Yeah. I think when uh, I put my holiday list up, I sold something within like 40 minutes. Yeah, it was great. We, you know, we, you know, being still a small company, we, we see and feel every success. And of course, Everybody in the company sees when orders come through, and we saw that one come through instantly. Of course, we all started cracking beers and, you know, hugging each other. So, nice. Yeah. So, how do you recruit people? Um, you know, I was picked up, I guess you could say, recruited at the Orvis Guide Rendezvous. I met you up in Santa Nona about three years ago, and you just gave everybody the talk that said, "Hey, if you're not affiliated with, you know, a store, this is a great way for you to sell products, stuff you endorse, and then the benefit also is you get commission." And I just saw a light bulb go up over my head. I was like, brilliant. I must sign up for this now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, it, there's a couple things that have, have sort of driven us to this point. You know, guide, guide recruitment is becoming very easy now. 75% of the guides in the country are independent guides. Um, they either work in states where they're not required to work for outfitters or they're, you know, the captains that line this country all the way around that have gone through, you know, sea school and gotten their captain's license and bought really expensive boats. And it's a big business to get into. So those guys, you know, guys like you are the guys that, that, that make them come into the, come into our platform. And we see regular recruitment every day. And we have thousands of guides pouring into the system now. And I love that I recruited a, a guide and I got a $50 bonus, which I bought an awesome, Sitka gear hat for my recent steelhead trip. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we get together every Monday as a team here, and we constantly think of how we can support the guides out there in the world more, whether it's truck programs, discounts, sign-up initiatives, uh, insurance, and we just we keep adding to what we call our guide toolbox every week, trying to make their lives easier, put more money in their pockets, show them how much we appreciate their support. 
So can you talk a little bit about that the trucks? I told my wife, I was like, hey, um, pretty good deal through Pro Guy Direct. You know, I am driving like a 14-year-old car that has ants living in it in the summer and smells all winter. <laughs> She's like, tell me more. Right. So, I mean, you, you said it best right there. I mean, guides, that's their business is being able to transport either customers or boats or both to and from the water. Uh, for a lot of guides, it's more important than their homes. So uh, one of the first things we did out is did is we went out and created a relationship with a guy in Arizona, Jim Click, who's one of the largest Ford um, Dodge <clears throat> Chevy dealers in the country. And he, uh, you know, we told him about our program. He actually was a, an old client of mine. And he said, man, I, I will hook any guide up. He's also a, an addicted fisherman. He said, I'll hook any guide up anywhere on the uh, on the employee program. Plus, I'll drop ship it to him, a vehicle to him anywhere in the country for, for 250 to 500 bucks, depending on how far I got to take it. I wish my drift boat that I'm going to have shipped here would cost that much. I know. I know. It's going to cost me two grand to have it shipped here from Oregon. Yeah. Yes. Do you get a Clackercraft? I'm going to get a Willy. Oh, ooh. Yeah, nice. I need something for the tidal waters out here and Very nice. put an outboard on it. Very nice. So, you know, it's interesting that this business has taken some really cool twists. We, you asked about onboarding guides a minute ago, and one thing that's really kind of come to light in the company is our interaction with brands. You know, when you look at a brand, their focus is to sell products. But so many brands have sort of, they, they know that pros are valuable, but there's never been any metrics around them. They don't know what they're doing for them. And of course, there are a lot of guides out there in the world that just hound brands for free stuff or discounted stuff, and then they never do anything in return. So a, a big recruitment effort for us and also, you know, in our goal to be a really good brand partner, too, is we said, look, we'll offer you ProGuide Direct platform for free. Obviously, you have to work with us in our capacity and help us build pro relationships. Pros are out there. They're valuable people. <clears throat> Why not support them more by uh, giving them a commission on sales? A number of brands have, have come into our system. I think we work with 525 brands right now, and there's probably 30 key brands that have signed up their pros as well as started engaging the gearless system to help support those guys. And how do you get the big names you got? I mean, I'm wearing Ariat boots right now. I've been wearing Ariats for years. I think they're the only boots I'm ever going to wear. Um, you got Costa, Orvis, Shimano, Sitka gear. You got I mean, some, some pretty big names out there. Do you guys call them up or is it more of rubbing elbows and drinking beers at ICAST and IFT trying to get them to jump on board? Well, a little both. So when we started, of course, we were new to the world and the concept was very new to a lot of brands. So, um, you know, there was a lot of a lot of rubbing elbows and a lot of beer drinking and a lot of pleas in the beginning. And then once we got into about a year and a half of business, it became a lot easier to onboard brands. And now we've become more and more selective. And the reason we have is, you know, we want the product on our site, every piece of product on our site to be there simply because a pro has endorsed it. And I don't know if you've seen it recently, but every product you have in your gear list, if you go to our site and click into that product, you and your gear list show up on that page next to that product. We want clients to know that the guys that are endorsing this product are real people and they can click in, obviously book trips and buy more gear through their guide versus just coming through us. Um, once we started doing that and then showing the brands the metrics that we could provide, they've started pouring into the system. A great one, actually, an hour ago, I was just meeting with Mark Harbaugh from Patagonia, 
we'll have Patagonia on the site starting January Fantastic. 1. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, so that's going to be my new, uh, I, I wear a lot of Patagonia stuff, so that's definitely going to be a push. Well, and then, If you guys can get the Nanopuff pants. I don't know, so we're, we're limited right now into their fishing category, so just their fishing product until the summer, and then we get to open up to a broader spectrum. But Patagonia's pretty, they're pretty specific about who carries what and how, you know, how they mm-hmm. get it, so... We'll see. I think that we have a very broad line starting in their fishing, and then we'll be able to include more product for Camp Hike. So we'll see how that goes. I can't make any promises right now. Okay. And then how do you get the big names? you got Steve Ronella, Meat Eater, and then you've also got Conway Bowman. How do you approach the big-name guys with the TV shows? Well, one of the unique things about our system is that it's actually the first trackable commerce system for media. So when you think about a gear list, it, it's actually a, it's a profession, professionally recommended list of gear. And, you know, independent guides and outfitters and even many shops are now using our system around the country. But nobody in media has ever really figured out how to allow their show host to promote and sell the product that they're being endorsed by. So we contacted uh, Joe Caterini, who's the producer for Meat Eater, talked to Stephen Rinella, and we said, look, we want to do a test with you guys. We want to build a custom storefront on your site, and then we want to build a gear list for Rinella for every show and obviously have him promote those socially as well as in the show. And it was great. I mean, we just it exploded. As soon as we launched it within the first month, we started seeing incredible customer engagement, sales, all this stuff. And then the the, uh, the metrics behind it are, you know, brands are out there struggling to figure out how to sell product, where to advertise product, how to market product. And when a, uh, a show actually has a gear list and customers are buying from it, they can turn back to those brands and not only show you, show them the value of impressions, how many people have seen the product in an ad, but also real generated sales. And when you get an authentic voice like you or even Stephen Ranella or even Conway, there a lot of people look up to them and the product they use, but it's really hard for them to figure out specifically what they're using. So now with Gearless, they can. So it's sort of it's a win-win for everybody involved. That's great. Yeah. And then do you guys have a, a warehouse you store this, or does you know that we purchase or my clients purchase through the website, and then you are the in-between, and it ships from like say. Orvis's Roanoke headquarters to my clients up here? We do we do a lot of both. We actually uh, have a shop in Teton Valley, Idaho. Um, we have a, a number of products in it. And, of course, if, it, if it's in the store, it gets sent directly to the customer from our store. But we do have dropship relationships with a number of our brands as well. So customers do get receive multiple packages, but they do get all their shipping confirmation and one confirmation email. And... Uh, and it's great. I mean, we've kind of cracked the code on that. And with brands selling direct, it's very easy for us to plug into their systems. My neighbor ordered a fly rod, and she said it was there. She ordered like Wednesday, and it was there Friday morning. I love it. She was. I was pretty stoked about how fast it was. I, we found that if you set people's expectations right, then if it's three days or five days, it, it doesn't matter as long as they uh, as long as they get get their product with, within the expected time frame. And a lot of brands are slower at shipping than you would say, you know, on Amazon or eBay. 
but I'm sure you know, I mean, a lot of brands in our business are not, they're not representing their product on those, those channels. I wish we got the channels too, fishing stuff. Yeah. Well, fly fishing is such a small industry still. I mean, it's what, 900 million compared to yeah. a 36, $37 billion fishing industry. That's why IFTD was, you know, the children's table in the back corner of ICAST this year. I mean, it was my first time going, but it was definitely out of the way. Yeah, yeah, and it was, there was a lot of, uh, I think there were a lot of unhappy people there. I, I've gone to ICAST for a number of years as well as Fly Tackle Dealer, and, and I was hoping that the integration of the two shows, they would actually mix the fly fishing in with the conventional, and they didn't. You're right, they kind of separated them and sort of, bastardized the industry a little bit and i wasn't too happy about that and they had the nonprofits, uh project healing waters casting for recovery and some others i mean literally the farthest that you could get to it was in that back corner i mean there were like cobwebs and sagebrush <laughs> rolling by yeah yep. it was funny watching guys from the conventional side walk to that barrier and i was separating the two different uh industries and stop look around and then turn around and go back it's just uh it's funny because fishing is so is fishing i mean it is fishing it's a natural progression for a kid to get a spinning rod in their hand or even a you know a push button rod then move into spin fishing and then you know ultimately start fly fishing then go back to spin fishing or or trolling or casting or any of those things so it's funny how we continue to separate out the two industries but if the goal is to get more people into fishing then they have to merge I mean, the website does that, you know, you click on, you go to fishing, and then it pulls down. You've got fly, salt, fresh boating. I like how fly fishing, if you read left to right, fly fishing is the first. Yeah, well, you know, after being a guide for 25 years, it's, you've got to go with your passion first. And you've got three little ones. Do they fish? Uh, they do. They're, um, it's, it's, they're, <laughs> they're great. They actually, they're so snotty, they, they don't want to pick up the spinning rods anymore, and they're, they're only 10. and and six and of course my little one i just i bought him a little push button rod and i tie a, a gummy worm on the end and just he just breaks the rod every time we go out so but yeah no they're they're addicts they're going to be they're going to be rolling the boat hopefully soon because i'm getting tired of it hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, well, I carry my daughter in the backpack. and she, I mean, she doesn't eat anything, but it's still wear and tear on my shoulders and back. <laughs> right. Right, well, yeah, and then, two and a half is, I mean, at least you're getting her introduced to it right now. Yeah, she pulls, with the backpack, she either pulls on my lips, like fish hooks me, tries to pull out my ears, and pulls on my sunglass strings, or my hair when I had long hair. Yeah, I, uh, like, I'm always, like, swatting back there, I'm like, keep it down, stop. Right, right. I mean, she was a baby, she would just nap. But now she's two and a half and doesn't sleep in the daytime. Now she's awake. Yeah, I don't know if you saw my Facebook page. I, I had one of those embarrassing mer- moments as a father with his kids. I took them out on the Teton River, and we were throwing little panther martins. And my son threw it across the river and got it hooked in the bush. And I said, no, no, here, let me, uh, let, me, let me get that out for you. 
And my brother was with us in another boat behind us. And I went to give it a jerk. And I buried two of the treble hooks in my neck. And sure enough, you know, blood's pouring everywhere. And both my kids look at me like, you know, you're an idiot, Dad. (laughs) And then I'm trying to teach my brother how to do the uh, mono trick to get the the hooks out of my neck on the river. I would pass out if that was in my neck. (laughs) Come on, man. You're a saltwater fisherman. You're dealing with a lot bigger hooks than I am. Oh, yeah. I I put an egg through my cheek up steelhead fishing last week but i've put clousers through both arms uh saltwater bass stinger hook through my index finger this year oh. i've pulled them out of i mean every body part you can imagine that people have i i need to set up a website i used to have one i think with just pictures of all the i always say if you hook yourself and it's embedded we're taking a picture of it before we even attempt to take it out yeah absolutely absolutely those are really those are good content for the sites yeah so, so speaking of hooks, would would you guys ever get uh, fly tying material? You know, maybe like regal vices and we've talked uh, about it. So tools. one of the exciting things right now is we're working on a um, on a feed, uh, a direct feed into our site with Orvis. And I don't know if you know this, but Orvis was the first first big player in the fly fishing industry to come on board, and they've been incredibly supportive of ProGuide Direct and our, our mission to support the pros on the ground. And, um, yes, so the answer to your question is absolutely. Uh, the the, um, the Orvis feed will obviously open that up for us, a lot of fly time material, and then we'll start looking at other companies and how we can integrate their products into our site. That's great because people are always we, – we have a – we call it the beer tie – we have a local group that gets together once a month, and we all just hang out at a bar and just drink and tie flies. And everyone's, you know, what do I get? Do I get the starter kit? Do I just get the stuff for a woolly bugger? What vice do I get? Do I get the $19 vice? Do I get the $250 vice? Do I get the plastic-tipped bobbin? Do I get the ceramic-tipped bobbin? Do I get cheap scissors? So if I can have, you know, like a list of what I'd recommend, that'd just make it much easier. Yeah. Yeah, see? I mean, you you fully fully adapted the, the gear list and where you can use it. We see you putting it everywhere. Yeah. It's great. It's really great. And being a fly fishing guide slash stay-at-home dad, I've got time during the day to look through everything and, and throw it up on social media. And I'm hoping, you know, people are listening to this, driving to Thanksgiving, driving home from Thanksgiving, and want to, uh, you know, start doing their holiday shopping. It's great. And that that's something, too, that we just, we didn't expect, but we're we're getting what was it? Our last count, forty fifty thousand shoppers a month now coming to our site, and most of that is through guide recommendation, um, as well as brands talking about us. It's great. So I mean, naturally, we're 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 pushing to uh, to open up some great holiday specials. Our guides are doing that through their client bases, and um, it's really exciting to see. It's exciting to see. It's my favorite thing of, the, of every month is to sit down and sign those guide checks. I love getting those in the mail. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, the commission checks are great. So how is how is the fishing out there right now? Are you guys getting into them? Yeah, the uh, the stripers are going to slow down a bit, and then um, as odd as it sounds, the focus is going to be on uh, fishing the warm water discharges from sewage plants. Nice. One of my clients he just started fly fishing a year ago was just out two nights ago three nights ago and pulled out uh from the outflow it's 62 degrees year round and it's almost potable water just except for there's dissolved pharmaceuticals in it he pulled out a 33 inch blue catfish a walleye 
like a striper, a largemouth, and some bluegill. I mean, and I've lived here my whole life, and I've only seen three walleye ever caught out of the Potomac. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and so the colder the winter, more fish are going to s- swim up there. And I had a client out there three weeks ago. We were sight casting to, you know, like four to five pound white tilapia. Um, really? There's 18-inch goldfish. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. You never know what's going to swim up there. They can sense the warm water out on the main stem in the Potomac, and they just follow it up to that source. And it's it's air conditioning in the summer, and it's free heat in the winter. So the metabolism is warm enough that they can you can throw dry flies all winter and catch fish up there. Even if it's snowing, the water's still 62. Oh, that's awesome. That's and awesome. it's eight miles away. You know, I can take clients two hours out to the mountains, but that's four hours driving. There's not a whole lot of daylight. I'm like, dude, let's just drive down, you know, urban fishing. It's, that's the thing for us here. That's so, I mean, I'm, I got clients Friday morning at 7, which means I can't drink too much at Thanksgiving. Right. And possible Sunday morning at 8, but they're a little hesitant about the cold. They're... They just got into fly fishing, so they don't know if they want to go out in 28-degree weather. <laughs> yeah, that's when I used to go down to the Keys for six months a year. Yeah. Where in the Keys were you? I got in in Key West, right out of Key West. But I, okay. I, I trailered my boat, so I considered my home waters from basically Marathon to the Marquesas. Fantastic. I spent uh, half a winter up at Ocean Reef Club. Ooh, nice. 14 years ago, Ooh. yeah. That's a fancy spot. It was interesting, yeah. I mean, our the cheapest fly in the shop was like $8 for a, a clouser. <laughs> People would come in and just drop like 300 on flies, cash. They'd be like nine-year-old kids, too. Right. Just going to fish off the docks. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, uh, I was up there for one of those rendezvous that year we met and uh, had a great day out tarpon fishing with Steve Hempkins. It was, uh, yep. it was phenomenal. I had a job offer to go teach in the Keys like six years ago. My wife is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to move down there. I'm like, it comes with a company boat. You'll smell like coconuts all day. You'll wear <laughs> flip-flops and tank tops, and it would be like beach life every day. And she's like, no. Golden so, yeah, we're still, yeah. She's Russian, so I don't, she can't really deal with the sun anyway, so probably better off. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's talk about the holiday. There's 15% off select items right now. Yep. Yeah, we just actually put up all of our holiday gift pages. Um, if you go to the site, they are uh, the holiday deals page, and there's there's hundreds of products in there that have got deep discounts and some much more than 15% off. And then uh, the um, you know obviously what we wanted to do is help our guides connect with their clients better. So we offered them 15% off for their customers if they want to. You know, pick up that rod they've been eyeballing or dueling over or pick up that new reel or whatever it may be. But I haven't gone through the whole list. Is, does that include, like, the vaping, the butter stick, Nautilus reels? No, there's certain, there are definitely certain manufacturer restrictions that apply. I mean, one of the big things we do is we, we abide by MAP policies, which is minimum advertised pricing. And... Uh, you know, one of, you can imagine with the online world, everybody's trying to discount their way into sales. And because of our, our gearless technology and the guides that we interact with, their customers don't seem to be as price conscious. Plus, when they're planning for a trip, they're not going to skimp on, uh, on the uh, really needed gear for the trip. So it's, it's really a really good platform where the brands get to present and sell product at full price. 
we obviously get to pay a significant commission to our guides because of that. And, uh, and customers are getting through customer service what they need for their trip versus getting steered in the wrong direction. And then you also have free shipping on all orders over a hundred. So yep. people can really save a lot of money and avoid the malls. Absolutely. And avoid strip malls where, you know, I mean, if you can't make it to a fly shop, it's ideal for you to also buy through the website. Yeah. Or through you. I mean, that's, right. the, that's the best thing. It's, uh, it's really, you know, when you're looking at a guide's gear list, you're getting the right stuff. Always. There are many yeah. guides. Guides are pretty picky about the stuff they use. They're, uh, they're natural selectors. Um, and yeah, you know, more and more people are definitely going online. It's unbelievable. The, uh, the percentage of shoppers that are, are not willing to go to the mall and fight the crowds to hopefully get something that's the right size for their daughter or their husband. And um, it's, it's changing the game. And of course, we're seeing mobile, just mobile devices jack up. The shopping from mobile devices is up 25% this year. So Monday, quote unquote, Cyber Monday should be pretty insane this year. Should be a big one. And I mean, there's just so many people that live in this area. No, I don't know how or why people ever would go to the mall in the next month and a half. Yeah, it's just crazy. Well, and, and I live in a small town. We don't have them. We don't have a mall or anything. So everybody here online shops. Everybody. It's just the way to go. You know, one hmm. thing you touched on a couple times that I want to. I want to definitely make sure people are aware of is there, there have been a couple folks in the fly fishing world, particularly that have, have sort of pitted us against specialty retailers and uh, the brick and mortar fly shop. And, and it's funny because I actually started this company not only to support guides, but also to support those guys. More and more clients in the world are buying online and less and less are waiting to buy their, buy the products they need when they get on the ground for a trip which means more and more fly shops, more and more specialty hunting shops are closing, especially as those big boys start taking up the market share. And our goal, both with the guides, outfitters, lodges, and specialty stores, is to provide them an e-commerce solution so they don't have to miss out on the sales. So we have a number of shops that use our solution. Let's say you're a fly shop up in Montana and you get a client who walks in and wants to go tarpon fishing in the Keys. Well, it doesn't make sense for you as a shop to carry 12 weights and, and big reels and, you know, saltwater flies. But you have a good relationship with that customer. So they'll get on our site, put together a gear list for the client, and boom, they'll make their percentage on it. Yeah, when I worked in Florida, I think we carried one five weight. It was all eight, nine, and ten to twelves. Yeah. And we had people that would go up trout fishing. We're like, five weight, it's the only freshwater rod we're going to carry. Yep. And my thing is, I was in the hunting business for quite a while, too. I had an outfitter up here in Idaho, elk hunting primarily. And every one of my clients that came from out of the area, whether they were coming from Tennessee or Florida or New York or Minnesota or Chicago, none of them had the right stuff. They'd either be cold, wet, or grumpy or all the above every time. And it's hard to expect somebody in that area to know specifically what you need to spend five to 10 days up in the high country in the Rockies and vice versa when you're going down to the Southeast or the Northeast or the West Coast. I mean, it's just, you know, retail, specialty retail and and big box retail is very curtailed to the surrounding area they're in. Very few of them carry the product that uh, is broad enough to cover all those trips. 
I was stopped in the local Orbit store today, and there was a guy who came in. He was looking at sun gloves, and they were talking with him. Where are you going? I was like, I'm going to Belize. Do you know where? He's like, I have no idea. Well, what are you bringing? He's like, I still don't know. When are you leaving? Uh, tomorrow morning. We're like, so you don't know where you're staying. You don't know like what gear you're bringing. He was sort of just winging it. He, he bought a buff and a pair of fingertipless sunglasses. We kind of looked at each other. We're like, yeah. I mean, unless they're providing everything down there, he's going to have to buy it down there and pay twice as much. Yeah, and I and I don't know how many international trips you've done, but I don't know of many where I've hit the ground and the guides there have had had anything. Or you can pop into some local fly shop or local fishing store and get what you need for the trip. Right. Well, we did the snakehead tournament this year on the Potomac, and the the bass guys with the spinning rods, they all use these floating frogs that go over the lily pads. Yep. They're all seven bucks at Walmart, but the little bait tackle shop by the boat ramp, twelve or fifteen bucks for them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're definitely gonna you know pay out the nose when you're at the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's. That's their fault for waiting that long, and obviously it's the benefit to that shop sitting there by the river. Right. Last-minute deal. Yeah. So and you, a lot of the stuff oh, – go on. I was just going to say, do you do any, any bird hunting or big game hunting or anything out there? No, I've got a Red Rider BB gun. Oh, nice. I think it, it, it's so old now it'll bounce off a paper plate. <laughs> My buddy in Denver, though, he keeps telling me to come out and do upland bird and – elk and deer and turkey and he just sent me a picture of him holding like 10 ducks the other day <laughs> he doesn't go to the grocery store for any meat he they do it all themselves and he'll come up to my in-laws place in breckenridge with like just a 10 pound slab of antelope bologna Ooh. and yeah just crazy good stuff yeah we don't we don't do any store-bought meat is at least for most of the year we try to try to get it all in the fall and I don't know if I can gut too many things. I, I, in biology, I tended toward plants. You a little more more botany than the. And we had to like cut for, like live frogs' heads off yep. to look for parasites. And that just thinking about that still creeps me out. I had a skin. I skinned a, a possum. I was actually this is a, a bizarre story. So in vertebrate zoology, you had to catch, trap, or whatever a live mammal and bring it in. So some people just bought the mice from. The pet store. Right. Some people borrowed traps and set them out around the woods. I was riding my bike to campus one day and found a possum that had probably just been hit like an hour or two ago. So I grabbed this. And, you know, it's a small school, so everybody knew I was like the animal weirdo. Right. I'm riding down campus with a dead possum holding it by the tail. And I go in uh, the biology department and stick it in the freezer to kill all the parasites and then proceeded to stuff the thing after it defrosted. And it was, it was pretty gross. <laughs> So maybe if I shoot this stuff, my buddy Tom can can field dress everything for me. There you go. Use them as your guide. Yeah. Uh, I still have trouble with diapers. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll be out of them soon. You only got six more months. Yeah. Every time I buy a box of diapers, I'm like, this has got to be the last one. Yeah, we then, we, oh. uh, we 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 shot our last one off with three at two so he was he was potty trained at two but it took a lot of work yeah oh that's great that's great so some of the things that you know um when i try to get on pro guy direct so i get i talked to you guys about getting the cables the cablz's i met those ladies at icast yep 
and just absolutely fell in love with their product. So I guess you guys, is it David, had already talked to them? Yep. And you guys might be bringing them on board? Yeah, what we like to do is, you know, when a guide, when we interact with a guide and they, they search the site, like you just said, um, and don't find a product that they want on there, we immediately reach out to that company and, and try to get those products on the site, um, if not just that one product for the guide. So, yeah, Dave, Dave is our man. He's our, our product management director, and he is, um, he is just a machine. So every time a guide pops up with some new brand, he goes after them. There are a few that are still holding out. There's a couple, but we'll, we'll end up getting them. Fantastic. Those will make great stocking stuffers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and we, you know, Crokey's, too, is coming on with a bunch of logoed items and giveaways to our guides. And <clears throat> well, I, I walked by. I had Crokey's on at iCast, and I walked by the Chums booth. And the guy's like, oh, you got to take those off. We can't have you walking around in those. So I, he's like, pick out a pair of chumps. So I was like, all right, I, brown trout color. And then I walked by the cables booth, and she's like, oh, you, you can't have those. And she gave me the spiel, and I was sold. And I was like, I wonder if I take another pair of sunglasses and walk by the croquis booth with chums, if they'll give me a pair of croquis just to, to round out to see who's more competitive. But I was like, you know what? I don't want a croquis anymore. Yeah. It's cables. All the way. <laughs> I wish they'd do the same thing with coolers. Yeah. You know, walk by the Yeti booth with an Orca cooler and vice versa. I was, I'm drinking out of my um, Yeti service uh, we got at the first day there. It was like first 300 people in line got a free beer and a service tumbler. Nice. But yeah, I'm not in the market for a, a Yeti cooler yet. I think the amount of money I'd spend on ice in the next couple of years, wouldn't even amount to the amount of a, a Yeti cooler. No, that, that's a $490 ticket. Is, it's not cheap. Novelty, yeah. I'd rather spend that on, on the new boat. They're, they're much better in the Keys. More practical. Yeah, and this time of year, I mean, we just walk up to Dunkin' Donuts. That's the thing about urban fishing. You just walk up to Dunkin' Donuts and get a hot drink. In the summertime, you just walk up to the local Papuceria or the local 7-Eleven and just get you know a Slurpee or a Gatorade or iced tea. You don't really need a cooler where we are. You, I mean, we're surrounded by everything. City fishing. It's like carp yeah. fishing in Colorado now. It's right downtown. Yeah, well, the carp that come up to four-mile run can be in the 30 to 40-pound range. Really? They're massive. <coughs> the colder the winter, the more that come up. So We'll see. I mean, it's already in the, the 20s tonight. They gotta, they're already freaking out with the chance of frozen precipitation, so they're pre-treating the roads all day with brine, which is a guarantee that it's not going to have any precipitation. Wow. Yeah, the colder the winter here, the better the fishing is. They, everything just goes up that stream. Because of the outflows. Yeah, they just feel that warmth, and they just go right up to it. I got to come check that out. And being an urban, I pulled up, there's a, I think I've already said this on the podcast, so new to you, but there's a bunch of bars about a mile upriver, and people steal purses and wallets, and they dump them in. They eventually tumble their way down. And um, I pulled out an Ann Taylor gift card and went online the other day. It's got 18 bucks on it. My <laughs> wife was pretty happy. We've got a Panera gift card that had eight bucks on it. I've pulled Star Wars action figures, cell phones. There's all, I mean, there's more soccer balls in there than you know what to do with. My wife told me to stop bringing them home. And the water's clear, huh? Uh, crystal clear. It's like fishing in a swimming pool on the outgoing tide. Well, that's unbelievable. And I took a client there in a canoe recently, and I mean, no one really takes their boat up there. There's a couple of kayakers, and there's a guy who's got like an Everglades uh, 
fan boat, but we were going over like four or five pound largemouth, and they didn't even, I mean, right over them, they didn't even move. Just no, I mean, like being in the Galapagos, they had no fear. They didn't really know what a canoe was. Right. And the fish, I mean, it also changes day by day. That tilapia seems to stay in there, but yeah, I mean, day by day, things come in with the tide and go out. The tide goes up three and a half feet a day. I found blue crabs in there before. You, you never know what's going to be up there. Did you, when you were in the Keys, did you fish those, um, uh, what were they, those power plant uh, outflows too? Turkey Point, yeah, we went up there for tarpon, but the owner of the shop, Ralph, was a total freak show, crazy man. So we would go at like 3 to 5 in the morning, and you'd see your fly slap down with the bioluminescence from the warm water, and you'd see tarpon move around, but he just made too much. I never hooked I never landed a tarpon or bonefish because every time I went on the flats boat, it was with him, and he was always spitting in the water, ashing cigars, urinating. <laughs> Apparently, he had broken like five hulls going over trees and just hitting stuff because he was crazy. <laughs> and then apparently, he got beat up out in the middle of the Ocean Reef Club by one of the guides because he wasn't paying people after I left. Yeah, I get some gossip on him every time I go up to the Somerset Fly Fishing Show. There's some old coworkers up there that will dish on him. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I saw a lot of that in the Keys. Guys getting punched off the docks, weird stuff in the mornings. Lots of arguments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I don't think I got paid until four months after I left. I kept calling and calling. Really? But uh, it, was, it was fun down there. Yeah, I had a good time. It's a different world. Yeah, the Keys disease. Yeah, yeah. It's an addicting deal, for sure. I'm psyched to get back down there one of these days. We were down there for a wedding ah, seven years ago, so it's been the last time. But um, I still have never landed a bonefish. It's like cursed for me. I don't know what the deal is. We're going to have to change that. Yeah. My wife has, um, she works for the Air Force as a civilian. She has the Armed Forces Vacation Club. Right. So it's, it's like 20 bucks a night anywhere in the world. So there's like all these islands in the Caribbean. We've been talking about it forever. We just never do it. You guys can just top on and go to any of those places. Yeah, like Martinique, Granada. I mean, Saint Martin. There's there's just places for military people all over the world to vacation at. My in-laws always go up to uh, like Montauk and Cape Cod. My father-in-law just bait fishes off the beach for a week. Was he in the military? No, he used to work in the Russian... I mean, he worked in Siberia on Russian military planes. And then they moved here, and all the mechanical stuff was different. So he ended up getting a job at the Playboy Club in Columbus, Ohio in the 70s. And then got fired because the dishwashers were broken, so they were using plastic silverware. Right. He had never... He couldn't fathom throwing out silverware. Plastic, even. I mean, they're from Russia, where... If you saw a line, you, you always had a burlap sap. If you saw a line, you get in it. And the story was my wife's grandmother got like two left-footed size 13 shoes. Right. She stood in line for like six hours. You never knew what it was going to be, but she's like, I could use these someday. So he, th- he threw out plastic silverware. Or he was washing it. Right. He was throwing it out, and they're like, crazy man, you're done. <laughs> then he worked at Victoria's Secret for, I don't know, 20 years as a maintenance guy. and He'd come home saying, like, I had lunch with Heidi Klum or... Um, Axl Rose's ex-wife. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, like his mouse pad is like Heidi Klum in a bikini, and he's a pretty simple guy. He's not like, oh, check it out. I mean, it was 
to him, it was just normal having like eight foot by 10 foot pictures of women in lingerie at work for 20 years. Right. That's how my wife got her job at the Air Force. I mean, she worked at headquarters in the office. And the guys who were getting interviewed or saw Victoria's Secret on the application were like, sweet, yeah, man. Done deal. She's like, no, nah, I, I filed papers. <laughs> so how'd you get into fly fishing? Grew up in a town called Reston. It's a little planned community about 15, 20 miles west of D.C. And they built five lakes for recreation and to catch all the runoff so the streams weren't overflown. Um, so basically everything that lands on the golf course, and the sheet runoff and the roads would go into the lakes and then there'd be a top water, tailwater release. So you'd always have a constant flow going to the creek so you wouldn't just inundate them and cause mass eroding. And my dad started taking us fishing when I was like four. My grandparents lived on a coral reef. So uh, fishing was in Florida. That is, uh, that's all we did growing up. And then my brother had a friend that fly fished. It was probably in the 80s. And I, my brother's rod was in the basement, and I'd ask if I could take it out. And he's like, sure. And the local club had a thing last year, how many steps to catch your first fish from home. And it was 86 steps from my parents' front steps to the lake to catch a fish. So I was going to go down to the lake, and I closed the door and snapped the tip of the Cortland rod off. Oh. He's like, well, you just bought yourself a fly rod. So I sent that in to Cortland with like 20 bucks, and they sent me a new rod. And basically it was every day after school, all spring break, all summer break, just out on the lakes fishing. There wasn't a lot to do in Reston. I mean, it was just all open land and woods. So that's what we did. I fished every day. Creek and beaver ponds in the backyard and a bass lake across the street. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> I wish more kids were growing up like that these days. Yeah. And the only land we own is three potted plants outside with frozen herbs right now. <laughs> my, my daughter goes outside and you got to watch out for golf balls because there's really bad golfers here. Right. We live right on a golf course. So we can go up there and play at dusk when they're done, but yeah, there's not really anything for her to, I mean, we got squirrels and pigeons right. and it's right. urban. I mean, there's deers and coyotes up there, but you don't really see them that often. No, no fish in the ponds on the course. Not this year. Last year I'd go out with foam mice and just, you know, every other cast would be like a two pound largemouth. Take like two PBR tall boys and just go out down oh. the golf course. It sounds like heaven. We we lived on the golf course down in the Keys, and sure, you know, all those golf course ponds are full of baby tarpon. Yeah. We'd do the same. We'd wait right till the last group went by, and then we'd run out on the ponds. Every night, somebody would come out and start yelling at us, and we'd have to sprint back through all the condos to get back to get into a hiding spot. But it was yeah, luckily they don't really care, and we used to go up there with. You know, all the neighbors that had dogs, as soon as the last flag was pulled out, they, they're like, as long as you clean up the dog crap, you know, and, and don't leave like cigarette butts and beer cans up here, you guys are free to do what you want. So there'd be like 20 or 30 dogs every night up there. Yeah. And, and it's a public golf course. And then if we ever get snow, I've got cross country skis and got to buy a new sled. My wife threw my sled out. They don't really care what you do up there as long as you just clean up. No. I'll run up there on the grass every now and then for exercise. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. That's great. 
So what do you guys have coming up next for Pro Guide Direct? Any, anything down the line in the future coming up New Year besides Patagonia? Well, from a brand's perspective, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still targeting a few more fly brands. We Right now in our queue, I bet we've got 25 brands waiting to come on right now. Um, the, uh, the next big thing for us is, is we're looking at the bike industry, looking at launching into bike, and then uh, from that, we're looking at snow sports. So we will probably build separate sites for each one of those industries. The model's working so well in the in the professional world that, that we're going to just keep on going until we've, we've uh, jumped into every vertical there is in the outdoor market. Competitive chess. Yeah. Get the, the, the little disc thrower guys, where they, the Frisbee golf. <laughs> exactly. I was at an uh, outdoor event at the local community center, and I, I was set up in a room with the Frisbee golf. Those guys are nuts. Like they have these bags that divide like all their frisbees. They were talking frisbee stuff. Like, I mean, I they probably thought I was a geek when I talked fly fishing, but I had no idea what they were talking about. Oh. Yeah, have you ever been on an ultra marathon forum or anything? No. Oh, I mean, talk about people that geek out on their gear. It's insane. We used to have a guy that would come into Orvis and weigh his flies for backpacking. I'm like, dude, a size. 20 blooming olive is not going to set you back. No. Snap. Like, shave your head before you <laughs> buy those. Snap your toothbrush in half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. We are looking at, at, at moving into everything we can. I mean, that guide, the guide model works really well. And uh, guides love it. Brands love it. We love it. There's no reason you to, get, like, no reason to the stop. The Sean White website going for snowboards. Some of the popular like outdoor people. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, X Games, any of those big influencers or any of those influencers out, out there. And we, we kind of laugh about it. You know, it's, it's hard. Fishing is one of the more professional sports there is out there, but it's so undervalued. I mean, it's, it's where you find people that actually make a living for a long time of their lives, a big part of their lives doing it. And, uh, you know, it comes, it brings all the kind of key elements in business together. You have to market yourself and you have to be professional and you obviously have to know what the hell you're doing out there. Your clients will never come back. Mm -hmm. The other industries are different. You know, you look at the ski industry and there's a big difference between somebody who can huck a big cliff or ski a gnarly line versus a guy that, you know, takes, takes a client out on the, on the water in the middle of the night or in the dark running fast in a boat or, uh, puts them in a perfect position to catch a fish. It's it's very different. There's a different level of professionalism there, and there's obviously a lot bigger lifespan. But yeah, I mean, everybody's an influencer. You may not be on the cover of the magazines, or you may not be the uh, um, world's best competitor at it. But if you're, let's say, the best trap shooter at your trap club in your area, then you got a lot of guys that look up to you. There's definitely famous guys. When I met Bill Dance at ICAST, I could barely talk to him. I was like, yeah, I've been watching you since I was a kid. I'm sure my wife can name like the famous skiers. and um, Yeah, everyone's got like a niche thing. Mm -hmm. you know, I get the Costa party with my wife, and I'm like, yeah, I met Bill Dance. And she's like, who's that? And everyone's like, you haven't seen his YouTube uh, bloopers reel? She, and that was the reaction she got from everybody. Everybody in the fishing community knows those people. But yeah, I don't know any professional mountain bikers. I know like Lindsey Vaughn. I know the people from the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, if you get those people on, and then if I got clients that are like, hey, I also go skiing, I'd be like, well, hit up Pro Guy Direct. They've got the stuff that's recommended. 
you probably don't want to buy your gloves and helmet from Costco. They probably have something better on their site that's recommended by a professional. Yep. Yep. That's that's the way, that's the ticket. The way it's supposed to work. Fantastic. Yeah, man. So when are I we can't... when are we going to get you out here to Idaho to go catch some good cutthroats? I don't know. As soon as I can. Maybe this. I mean, we've got friends in Lake Pondere. I don't know if that's near you. I have no idea where that is. Um. That huge lake in the north, it's like they do submarine testing in it. Huh. It's massive. It's the second deepest lake in the world. Northern Idaho? Yeah. Clark Fork, I think, starts there. Oh, yeah. I can't remember where else. We drove in from Spokane. It was pretty up, pretty far north. Yeah, so there's Schweitzer. No. My wife would know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, uh, we, we talked a lot about how we can get guides from different parts of the country to come out here. Obviously, you know, building an advisory group, but... Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, I'd love to have a bigger event out here with all of our guides that are using the system. <clears throat> get them out yeah. here, do a focus meeting, get out on the river, play golf, whatever they want to do. My right. wife, would you you just tell her that they've got Mirror Pond beer up there, and she's like, "Whoop, I'm going." <laughs> you can't get that out here. You can't get Mirror Pond out there. No, when I drive to Colorado, I've got to bring back like three cases of bottles for her. <laughs> really. Yeah. See, I just assumed, I, mean, used to, I assumed Mirror Pond was served in every bar everywhere. No, I used to have to drive Fat Tire back here back in the day. And, I mean, it, you'd bring Fat Tire to a tailgate party at the the soccer stadium for D.C. United match. I mean, people would be on you like you were handing out free $20 bills. There used to be people that would drive to North Carolina to bring it up just for the tailgates. Really? Yeah, I mean, like six hours round trip or seven. I don't know what they, they'd literally go to the, cross the border, find the nearest liquor store, buy a couple of cases, and just drive straight back. That's amazing, man. People here, it's all about the the specialty whiskey and the specialty vodka companies. They're popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the it's the big thing, you know. Have you tried the new whiskey? Have you tried the new vodka? Yeah, my father in law drinks a lot of Breckenridge bourbon. That's made right down the street from them. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, you know, you would think that at some point in time they can't find enough people to drink it. Right. We just got a new distillery, the first ever distillery in D.C. It's called Green Hat, and they make this. I mean, probably the one most floral gins we've ever found. Yeah, it's Green Hat. I can't read it from here, but it's sitting behind me on the kegerator. It's fantastic. That's also we're getting breweries in D.C. I mean, left and right now. A lot of microbreweries popping up. Are they uh, are they are they focusing on some some of the older areas in DC to redo them? Everything in DC is getting redone, revitalizing it. Yeah, yeah they just put in. They took this old market that was like a warehouse, and now there's you know the butcher, the candle maker, the sharp, the knife sharpener, the the sandwich person, the ice cream shop, and now they're putting in like just because of that, it's it's all just burned out warehouses and. They're putting in this like fancy movie theater where there's you know bars in the theaters. It's yeah, you, you put the Whole Foods in and it changes everything. Yep. They put a Whole Foods in where the Martin Luther King riots happened and there was nothing literally nothing there for thirty something years until Whole Foods went in. That's and my cousin just opened a pizza joint there and it's like it's crazy. We we'll go at four o'clock when happy hour starts because that's you know, it's a good time for our daughter to sit in the high chair and just people watch out the window and we got to fight for a high chair. It's it's people with kids. It's crazy how busy it gets with Whole Foods. 
Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, Salt Lake's doing that, downtown Denver. There's actually a Whole Foods going into Jackson. Not that they need to revitalize any of Jackson Hole, but that place is it's a like, madhouse in the summer. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Yes, that is true. But then you, it's full of hipsters with their tight jeans and their <laughs> skinny, big glasses and their fancy mustaches. And, skinny jeans. Yeah. There's a hipster mom that takes her daughter to Jimboree right after my daughter. She looks like Mr. Magoo. Her glasses are so big. Like, lady, they don't work. She looks so awkward. <laughs> so you guys, are you earthy parents, eat right, no hot dogs? Oh, yeah. People come over, they're like, dude, you have nothing but ingredients. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty, we try to cook all of our meals ourselves. Farmer's market all summer. Still working on um, four gallons of spring water I picked up in New York from a tap. There's a tap on the liquor store. You put a quarter in. And it's the hose of spring water from New York. It's so much better than the tap water down here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we recycle everything. I was, my dad worked for EPA, wrote like clean air, clean water. So I was raised very environmental conscious background. My brother works for, I'll give him a plug. It's AzureWorldwide.com. That's his uh, environmental friendly, like eco-tourism, eco-resort building company. Huh. So he's a scuba diver. I'm the fisherman. Everything, I guess, just revolves around fish in our family. But none of us eat fish. It's kind of weird. You don't eat fish? Don't eat fish at all. Why? I have no interest. I, I don't know. To me, it's not food. No idea. We were just brought up never eating fish. And to me, it's, I'd take it, it, I need a shirt that says, no, I don't eat fish. For when I'm out like fishing around D.C., are you going to eat that? I just point at my shirt. <laughs> nope. I showed my steelhead pictures to everybody. They're like, did you eat that? I'm like, no, I'd get my ass kicked if I walked out with a steelhead. Plus, I don't eat fish. No, no sushi, nothing, huh? I get avocado rolls. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit there and eat like 20 avocado rolls. How about red meat? Yeah, I think I bought some steaks from Costco. Probably the first steaks we bought in like three years. Our neighbor who bought the fly rod, who got it shipped in two days, she used to have a house up in West Virginia, 9,000 square foot. It was just huge. Nine bedroom, eight bathroom, but there was a cattle ranch down the valley. And you could walk in and be like, do you have brisket? No, but we'll go slaughter a cow for you. You pick it up in the morning. And I think a New York strip was like three fifty, four dollars dollars yeah. I mean, West Virginia prices in the middle of nowhere, grass and, and flower-fed cattle. And we would just load up up there. But once you sold the house, we really stopped buying red meat. Yeah, a lot of grains, a lot of pastas. Try not to buy anything too processed. That's good. You know, my wife, she's a foodie too. I mean, we we eat very healthy in our house. Our kids eat everything, you know, everything from Brussels sprouts to beets to we got a we got a pressure cooker a couple years ago and I bet we cooked eighty percent of our meals in the pressure cooker. My parents can make risotto in five minutes in the pressure cooker. And that's what my daughter takes to school. I mean, like the teachers are like, who are you people? When she goes to school, it's, you know, porcini mushroom with peas. Yeah. Or it'll be like a Greek feta salad with multicolored bow ties that are, you know, dyed with like beets and, and green from arugula. Mm. She doesn't eat like the normal kids in her class. And she brings it all in a bento box. <laughs> That's great. Uh, are you going to have more kids? <sighs> no room, man. We're in a, a tiny two bedroom. There's too much fishing gear. You open the closets and just waders and rods fall out on you. No, that's good. 
Her new favorite toy is my spool rack for all my tying threads. Right. She'll just sit there and, and take all the threads off and put them back on. And she plays with reels. Yeah, there's that's what she plays with. There's not much room for anything else. Yeah, I found that once they get to that three-year-old age, then you have to start worrying about them breaking all that stuff versus playing with it. Yeah, she's got the Orvis Practicaster rod and just smashes that on the ground. Right. Right. Over overextends her cast, and I'm just like, oh, don't do that with my rods. So, do you do any casting lessons? Yeah, I do everything. I'll do casting, fly tying, um, pretty much everything. I mean, my clients are going to go on a trip to the Bahamas, or they're going up to Montauk, or out to Colorado, and I have no idea what they're doing, or just want to like pick up on their skills, refine them. I'll go to people's houses, and they'll buy a pizza and a six pack, and and uh, we'll just sit there and we'll tie flies all night. I'll t- pick like six local patterns, bring all the material. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I used to be a teacher and a federal consultant, so I kind of combined that all together into a fishing guide that kind of more than just a guide is like what I call myself. Right. That's great. I mean, you got to – that's awesome. Is there, are there a lot of anglers in your area? I mean, is it a pretty big business? Uh, I, think, I think our club's got like 2,000 registered members. Probably the December beer tie will have at least 100, 120 people show up. Wow. It's it's pretty big. I mean, there's, there are days on that sewage outflow where, I mean, it's 9 or 10 anglers 20 feet apart. It looks like steelheading season right now. I don't think we've ever had more than three people show up here for a fly tying class. Wow. Yeah, the beer tie, it's um, we outgrew the Irish pub, which didn't have any kind of you know meal deals, and it was too dark in there. But it was 75 people standing around. It got really hot and just awful. So we're now at the back room of this bar that was built in the 50s. That's just huge. And I do the tying table, and it's all free. So we do raffles, and then the raffle money pays for you know 10 vices, 10 bobbins, 10 threads, 10 scissors. And then I'll pick the materials out of the Orvis shop next door, and then they'll buy it and bring it over. And uh, it's half-price burger night. I think we get $3 craft pints. Till eleven, ooh. So it's and the burgers are big and they come out in five minutes and it's huge meal. So yeah, I mean, I'll rotate maybe twenty, twenty five, thirty people a night at the beginners table. Right. Wow. And that's it's a good way to book clients too. I'll get a lot of you know my cards are on the table and then people will, and they're always asking me you know what vice do you recommend you know do I get the cheap scissors or do I get the sharp scissors right so when you guys have the fly tying stuff up it'll make it super easy for me to recommend we'll get that feed on here shortly we're waiting for one more tweak to an extension to be done before we can turn on the full orvis feed so nice should be soon very soon and i'm all about the intruder flies now so if you guys get the intruder stuff up there too it's an investment but if people take advantage of free shipping and discounts it's it's worth it i've never had a steelhead hit a fly harder than those intruders i don't know what it was but oh my it was so violent do you try nymphing for them too? Yeah, we swing nymphs, so pheasant tails, egg patterns, stone flies. But flashback pheasant tail was probably one of the best flies up there. I'm going to do a YouTube tutorial. My wife's got to go to France next week, so I can. I don't have any place to tie flies now. I got to do it at the kitchen table. Right. So she'll be gone for a week, so I can take out the stuff and set up the video camera and the lights and do a low budget tutorial on the flashback pheasant tail I used. Nice. Have you have you tried? Have you ever heard of cater fishing? I've not. So it's uh, it was actually started on the west coast. Guys steelheading out there, 
They've actually made it illegal on a few of the rivers out there. And it's really, it's a simple technique. A lot of guys are starting to nymph with it, nymph with it on the, um, on the trout rivers, but it, it's really basic. I mean, you just run a, a, a piece of probably 30, 40 pound class, you know, or straight mono off your fly line. Run it out about three or four feet. Put an indicator on the end of it. And then, Drop you, it down. And then you tie at a 90 degree angle onto yep. it, your leader. And yeah, we call that right angle leader out here. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I never heard about that till last year, and the water we were fishing was just wasn't right for it this year. But um, I tried it for carp. I use it on four mile run, the sewage outflow. Right. It works out there. It's just it's interesting how much longer the fly stays in the strike zone. Mm-hmm. That with that ninety degree versus trying to swing it into the zone, stack men the shit out of it, and then get it down there and let it swing out. And how do you spell it, your method? How do you spell it? Cater fishing? Yeah. Just like indicator. Oh, cater, okay. So I had to actually write the word indicator, and then I'm going to take the word off. I couldn't... I'm not smart enough to just do it in my mind. (laughs) That's why we've got Google and spell check. Yeah. My mom was asking me the other day something. I was like, Google it. And there's an actual website. I'll pull it up right now. Oh, it's it's a constant joke around here. Somebody asks a statistic or how to do something, or and the, the, the common response is, have you ever heard of Google? All right, so there's a website. It's let me Google that for you, lmgtfy.com. So I'm going to type in, it pops up like Google. I'm going to type in cater fishing. And then you do Google search, and it gives you a URL. You send someone the URL, they click it, and it's going to mouse by itself to the Google search. It types in cater fishing, and then it clicks Google search for you. So if someone like my mother-in-law is like, how do I send email with iPhone? I'm like, well, did you Google it? No, I ask you. It's a funny website that just shows people how easy it would be to not pester you and just do it themselves. <laughs> LMGTFY.com. I'm there right now. <laughs> this is hilarious. My mom's like, how is that mouse moving by itself? <laughs> and of course, on, you know, I've got Orvis free standard shipping shop now on the bottom. Right. <laughs> right. Because my computer knows me. Oh, parents. And Don't buy through Orvis. Buy through ProGrad Direct. Yeah, there you go. Order Orvis. We, we actually love it when people print out a gear list and take it down to the store. The guides don't like it so much, but at least the clients show up with the right stuff. Right. And a lot of my clients, they're first timers, so they want to try my rods out, and then they go into the Orvis shop, or then they buy. Oh. Most of the time, it's the nine-foot, five-weight, clear water, four-piece, full uh, tip flex. Yeah. I'd say like 100% of my clients, the first rod they're going to buy is that. So you, get the, do you like that more than the access rod, or is it just price point? I find the price point, I find the access, the... Reel seeds just kind of soft. It doesn't always fit all the reels. My, a lot of my clients, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's such an expensive area to live that they're really trying to penny pinch on everything. You know, they're hiring a guy, they've got to get the license, and then they're like, do I get waders? Do I not get waders? And then uh, polarized glasses, fishing license. Well, I need a, do I need a Maryland license, a Pennsylvania license? So, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, spend that money on your Costas and get the less expensive glasses yeah. or get less expensive rod. All rods are going to catch fish. But the polarized glasses you're going to pick up at Sports Authority on that rack, 
are not going to do what your Costas are going to do. No, you're right. You're right. And I ended up fishing. I just got mine back. A client fell three weeks ago with my clear water and broke it. And I picked it up today. I'll probably fish with that Friday morning for stripers with my clients. Are, the big, are you guys getting big stripers right now? Uh, 18 to 22 is about the biggest you'll get on a fly rod, maybe a 30-incher. You're, you're never going to get the cows, like the 50-inchers in spring. They're just on the bottom eating off of the shad and herring. Now, you can hook a shad or herring, and they might eat it off your line, but I've only heard of that happening once or twice. I lived in- but you, don't, you don't know what you're going to catch here. It's like a box of chocolates. You honestly have no idea. I always have to bring a big net with me because you never know what we're going to pull in. Say I missed the striper thing. I, I lived in Connecticut when I was a kid for a couple years, and there were no striped bass then. And as soon as I left, they just started to explode. And I, I've just never been back there to stripe bass fish. It's and it just I hear so many great things about it. They're great. They're just aggressive, and that's what got me. You know, I'd always fly fished and spin fished, and it was the last day of finals, my senior year of college, and I went down to the river with my spinning rod and walked out with my fly rod. And there's this, this dude just drinking beer, sit on the river. He's like, hey, man, there's no fish in here. And the stripers were schooling bait fish up. And I threw a cloud there, and they're stripped once and had like a 16, 18-inch striper on there on an eight-weight. And I was just, I couldn't believe the fight. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to spin fish anymore. I'm done. It was that moment, that first striper. And now I'm, like, I'm obsessed with them. You know, They're here March till about another two or three weeks. Beginning of December is when they'll probably head back to the bay. But yeah, you can fish with them every night on a changing tide here. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's almost too cold to go fishing here now. Lots of snow. Ski area opened up the other day. 100 inches. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Should make good for fishing next summer. Yeah, I don't know. you got to be careful what you wish for. The, the big winter years means you don't get to go fishing until, like, July. Uh yeah, the melt-off. Uh-huh. Yeah, the year I, I spent in Breckenridge the summer, they were running whitewater rafts through Frisco and Silverthorn, which they hadn't done in like 10 years. Yeah. There was so much water. People were going out. With, I was started fishing in A-weight for the trout because the fish that are between like the top of the fishing section and then the, the reservoir where the water comes out, those things just sit there and eat mice and shrimp all day, and you can't get them. But that big water would push them down, you know, two, 300 yards away from their normal area. We were sight casting, you know, 30-inch cutthroats that looked like koi because the, the shrimp protein and the, the pigments in them made them so colorful. But yeah, you basically have to wait till the whitewater rafts would put in, then you'd go fishing. Yeah, those tailwaters are unreal. Those fish get gigantic. Like you said, the color is just out of control. Yeah, they're beautiful. Big bows. All right. Well, um, I don't know if people want to hear about us or, or Pro Guide Direct more. They might be more entertaining than the the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you got to This this is a beautiful thing about these sports is you get to know a lot about people. Yeah. And I mean, guiding. Holy cow! I, when I ran Worldcast, we had thirty five guides, and every guide that came in, you know, we had the same talk with. Just like there, there is no business in the world where you get to spend such high quality time with the most influential people on our planet. Um, and they, they become long lasting friendships. I mean, I built this company out of the clients that, uh, that I guided for years. It's an incredible business. Incredible. It really is. That's interesting thing about DC is I'll get people that they'll come out in like a camouflage jacket and torn jeans and old beat up hat. And then I turn on the news with Brian Williams that night yeah. and I'm like, 
they're in a three-piece suit, cleanly shaven, and there's some huge DC pundit. I'm like, uh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, a lot uh, of my people, I can't put, I don't put names of any of my clients on the website because a lot of them have top secret clearances and they can't be on the internet. Really? Yeah, they're like, no names, no names. I had one guy, we actually held up the striper in front of his face. He's like, I can't even be photo. He's, he does something with the military. I'm like, are you like a criminal on, you know, on the lam or something? He's like, no, I just can't be photographed on the internet with my job. It's like, dot. I mean, it's like my wife. I don't ask what she really does. I don't ask some of the clients. I'm like, all right, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I fished with Cheney for seven years when he was vice president. He bought all this stuff from us at Tyson's Corner, the Orvis store. There you go. You come in. That's how we knew where he was. Yeah. Undisclosed location. Yep. On the south fork of the Snake River at the World Cast Overnight Camp. Those were some interesting trips. Yeah, he, we were the closest. With the only, there's like now five Orvises in the D.C. metro area. But back in the day, we were the only one. So, yeah, we get the whole motorcade would come in on Saturday morning, and he'd walk around and pick out, you know, some flies, leaders, tippets, new pair of boots. And then you turn on the CNN. Uh, Dick Cheney is in an undisclosed location right now. We're like, he's on the Snake River. Yeah. Not undisclosed. We all knew where he was. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, you want to remind everybody one more time where they can find all of your stuff online? Yeah, ProGuyDirect.com. It's, uh, it's where the pros go to buy their gear, and it's it's where you should go to to uh, to get the best products in the world. I don't put it on there unless I trust it. Exactly. Yeah, like my clients, I had one day where four clients. I'll, I'll do like I don't do full and half day because my clients are too busy. Mm-hmm. So I had like three or four two-hour trips, and each person had the Orvis sling pack. And I'm like, you know what? I, I got to look into this thing. And then I ordered it. I was like, dude, this thing is legit. And this, the first day I fished with it, I put it up on the site. And I think I take that as my carry-on in the airplane. It goes everywhere with me. Yeah, I, I got one too last year, and I fell in love with it. Hiking into the Teton Canyon for a day. I mean, everything from bringing a bottle of wine to, you know, Two, two full meals in it, plus your rain gear in case you get a storm. Yeah. Things awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, well, you have to give a shout if you're ever in D.C. I know a couple people will come through here for, like, Trout Unlimited events or Theodore Roosevelt conservation. So That's don't be a stranger if you swing through the Metropolis area. I will. And I was out there last year for the TRCP dinner, and I, I got, <sighs> got invited this year again, but I won't be able to make it. But I, uh, I definitely will uh, swing in. And same for you and, and your wife and family. If you guys oh, yeah. ever want to come take a vacation, we've got two of our investors have houses right here, and they never use them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we uh, Always trying to get away from the hustle and bustle. We're always it's raining tomorrow. It'll probably take me 50 minutes to go four miles to drop my daughter off oh. at school because it'll be raining and near freezing. So I'll probably 50. Yeah, her class. School starts at 9, so we'll leave about 8.05, 8.10. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. I have one four, rule about where I live. I need to drive six miles in six minutes all the time. Ugh. Not here. And there's such, this is the most, this is Lincolnia. This is the technical name for the area. It's the most um, ethnically diverse place in the country. Right. And I guess everywhere else in the world, there are no crosswalks. People just walk in the middle. I mean, at night, they'll just step out into traffic and cross. It's you always wonder about wondering if you're gonna hit somebody. You know, people with kids and strollers, they'll just go across a four lane highway. That's it's nuts. Catchy. Yeah. Catchy. Well, Rob, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on this. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, and I'm fired up to talk about Pro Guide Direct. And man, that's been great. 
Fantastic. All right, everybody, you've been listening. Now uh, go start shopping. There you go. We'll see you on the site. And if uh, you know you can't find what you need, don't be afraid to reach out to our customer service guys. Will do. All right, man. Have a great Thanksgiving and a really good Christmas. You too. And I will uh, talk to you soon. Very cool. Thanks so much. All right, Rob. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. You go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.